Show me the news. And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's Show Me the News. Your favorite Super Smash Brothers Brawl podcast from 2007 continues to cover the latest in the video game industry at showmeyournews.com. Now, let's join the show. Welcome! Punch! Welcome to Show Me Your News. The pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you. Rumor-filled gossip, hardware blunders, or upcoming releases. If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it. I am Peter, but you may know me as Yoko. And I am excited for the relaunch of the SMYN Network. I am Rachel, but you may know me as Evie. And I don't really have an introduction, but yay, we're podcasting Show Me Your News again. Woo! I'm Joe, but you may know me as Dudabaga, and I am cross-stitching a Squirtle. I'm Ben, but you may know me as Gym Leader Ben, and I'm Big Trouble in Little China. Alright. <laughs> you, you took mine! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't use it. We are part of the SMYN Network at ShowMeYourNews.com, and today is Saturday, April 11th, 2015. This is episode 177 of the podcast, and it is the start of a new era. Joe and Ben, you guys are the new co-hosts of Show Me Your News. Welcome. All that bribery finally paid off! Yeah! Where's my bribe? How come I don't get any of this shit? Wait, you were supposed to give her some of that. Well, she already was a co-host. Oh, Peter. (laughs) Uh, Guys, I mean, if the listeners haven't heard you before, where would they know you from? They would know us from that other show that on the SMYN network that nobody actually listens to because they're not crazy like us. Uh, They would know us from Read the Manual or Moon Prism Power Hour or RTM Radio or The List or... I could keep going. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, you guys do a lot of different shows on the Show Me Your News Network, and you know, going forward, it, it makes the most sense. You know, we're kind of going into a new era of the network, kind of you know, shifting gears a little bit. We knew that 2015 was a bit of a difficult time for this podcast, and we've been kind of on a couple month hiatus, and it's been some some good times. It's been some really rough times. Uh, it's just been kind of just a tumultuous series of events. But essentially, you may be wondering where Miles is, and Miles is internetless to an extent. Uh, he's also starting up Zero Two D, his uh, Smash Clan, in a way, you know, for going to tournaments and whatnot for different Smashers in that West Michigan area. So he's very busy with that. But he does not have a stable internet connection to podcast. It is lying. He's dead. <laughs> he only he has the Cowboy Camp. <laughs> cowboy Camp. That's right. <laughs> Yeehaw! Panda went to get some milk. Miles is wrangling horses or something. Tony, well, we... we He's wrestling the horses. Tony is wrestling the horses. They go. went into this together. Adventure <laughs> those two. Uh, but you know, Miles will help as much as he can. I don't think he's you know totally gone from the Show Me News sort of scope of things, but he will be as helpful as... Life allows him to be. Let's put it that way. So with two new co-hosts, we find ourselves at a crossroads with a new format where we literally show you our news. Uh, You may know us for from another show on our SMY network called The Questionably Roundtable, where 
We talk about really any topic and nothing's off limits, but we each bring a topic of discussion you know, during the podcast and kind of go on that. Well, let's think about it. I mean, with game news, there is so much to talk about, but we each will be bringing one particular topic of news within the past couple of weeks and kind of we'll be discussing that all for your entertainment, for your information, and then we'll have some different aspects of Show Me Your News podcast before to kind of flesh it out. Uh, this helps because we will be able to put the shows in a little bit more segmented form on YouTube, kind of space it out throughout the week, and I think that'll be certainly helpful. Uh, so it has a lot of strategic advantages for what we are planning to do going forward, so I think it's wise to do. And this, you know, we'll do podcasts every couple weeks, but it'll be supplemented by soapboxes, which we started to do back in February, and we're looking to start doing again, this time also with Joe and Ben's help, you know, recording different little mini rants uh, in a way to react to news faster. Uh, should be a very interesting way to provide game coverage and what we're able to do uh, this time around, in addition to all the other shows we have at the Show Me Your News Network. I guess some of the happier news that happened is, Rachel, we got engaged. Like we haven't talked about this a million times already in all the other uh, formats that we do. I mean, there may be <laughs> listeners that don't listen to those shows. I like mean, how... even even on RTM, it was a big topic of discussion. We haven't recorded an RTM in two months. That joke is still flat. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, we got engaged, and it's amazing. And now I'm just stressing out of all the stuff I have to do to prepare for moving to the States. Which may be in early June. Yep. So uh, things are happening. Like this is going to be a year of transition, uh, but big things ahead. So mm-hmm. look out America. I'm going to be in you. There you go. So let's start this first section and I'll, I'll bring this topic to the table because it was a pretty big one that happened in the couple months that we were gone. And so maybe a little dated to talk about it now, but I think it's still important because it's a lot of future speculation and you know, show me news has kind of always hinged itself on that sort of talk uh, nintendo going mobile in conjunction with talks briefly about their next game platform well it's about damn time they got onto mobile in a way i think i mean it's partnering with japanese you know big company their dna or it looks like dina but it's, it's dna and uh, they produce some really popular games there overseas. Maybe if they partnered with Apple, which would never have happened, like maybe they yeah, would no. be seen as more of a power move, but it was something that eventually had to be done, and it kind of shows that Nintendo's at a, a place where they may see their position slipping a little bit in the game mm-hmm. business. You have to have some sort of partnership there. It also goes along with what they're looking to do for Club Nintendo and the successor to that. So hopefully they'll have some sort of online stability now with a company that kind of understands this new space that we're in. This could go two ways, I think. And uh, it could go really well. We'll have some really cool mobile games, and I'll play all of them, Nintendo. Or they could be Square Enix. Mm. With their (laughs) wonderful, wonderful approach to mobile games. And by wonderful, I mean they're overpriced and they all suck. Final Fantasy, all the bravest. Oh my god. They did have a theater of them on mobile app as well on Apple. Mm, yeah. And that's a freemium game, so it doesn't cost that much. And it's pretty fun. 
Right. Well, I mean, I'm a big fan of the theater rhythm games, uh, but for the most part, I mean, I'm told I've never bought a Square Enix game on, on iOS, but like, All the Bravest is the big example, where it's just, it's awful, you gotta pay all this stupid money for the stupidest shit, but there's also like, uh, their iOS port of uh, Final Fantasy VI, where not only does it apparently have a lot of bugs, but it also looks awful. I think it was the same with Android, too. Yeah, that's a good example of that one. Mm-hmm. Trying to redo the sprites, and it just it doesn't work. It doesn't match with that sort of uh, kind of aesthetic yeah. of the time. No, you got to keep the original sprites, in my opinion, if you're going to be porting it to something else. At first, I was like, yeah, Nintendo's very protective of their IPs, so surely they won't let anything that bad happen. Right. Is there Nintendo? But then you also got to remember that the CDI was a thing at one point. <laughs> <laughs> this is not this is not a first time thing for Nintendo handing off their their stuff to another company and saying, "Yeah, just do whatever." They must have learned from their mistake with the CDI, I would imagine, to not let people screw around with their shit again. And they also did a Pokemon Shuffle recently. Oh, trying to do a free to play sort of Pokemon game with some microtransactions, and it's just. Eh. Which I actually kind of like Pokemon Shuffle, but I'll never use the microtransactions. Right. Yeah, apparently, it's like Bejeweled, but Pokemon. Right. Yeah. That's basically so, what it is, yeah. You'd think that they, with all of their backlog and all of the games that they have access to, make some sort of maybe virtual console on mobile. Well, no. No, because that'd be a way to free easy money, and why would they do that? Well, I think their their big problem with that is uh, if they're going to do virtual console on a on a portable device, it's going to be the 3ds. Mm-hmm. Uh, because True. putting them on a phone would just and I don't think they want their main focus to be to be mobile games because they've never been big fans of the mobile game right. market. Iwata especially, I don't think Miyamoto's a big fan either. I understand that they want to keep the Nintendo games on the Nintendo platform. But then make better use of that system. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, well, we can talk a little bit about you know bringing in some of the Nintendo Direct things that happened, and we'll do so a little later. But you have to do better than that. Like now introducing the Nintendo sixty four and DS on Wii U's virtual console, and yeah, it's great to see some games in particular going there. But how will it go beyond that? Beyond these introductory weeks, how is? The Wii games on Wii U gone. How How is that really gone? You added, okay, maybe Sin and Punishment Star Successor after that. Anything else past the promotional games for that whole thing? Also, why are DS and GBA games all going to Wii U? Seriously. Yeah. You guys have a mobile device. Like, I'm thank, thank you for putting them on Wii U. I'm glad. I think that the Wii U would work very well for DS emulation and will work very well. But, guys, you have a DS. Mm-hmm. Port them to that, too. Yep. On the, on the flip side of that, if you ever wanted to, say, stream on Twitch or something like that, one of those DS games, and you don't have one of those extremely expensive 3DS capture cards, then you can do it from your Wii U. I just love yeah. that you call it a capture card. That's amazing. Yeah, I meant to say <laughs> capture card. My bad. That's, that's amazing. That's a really good point, is that, like, now that they're coming to Wii U, we can, we can stream these. And, like, I can stream Golden Sun without using an emulator now. Because we have Golden Sun on our Wii U. I think one of us got it through Club Nintendo. Was it me or you? I think um, you. And now I don't need to use an emulator because Nintendo has been very big on on blocking emulated games, uh, especially recently, videos of them at least. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I mean, and really, so, the, the, the lore on Nintendo says that even if you own the game in a hard copy, like you have the cartridge, whatever, 
you still cannot legally emulate the games because it's still copyright infringement. But at the same time, like, there's there's still the whole, like, guys, because I was actually going through and trying to set up a wish list on my 3DS the other night because I was bored on the eShop. Man, the virtual console uh, selection is pitiful. And, like, you'd think when they did the Ambassador games, like, they got used to putting Game Boy Advanced, you know, and uh, NES and all these other games on there for Ambassadors at the time, and that went nowhere. So, yeah, yeah, they have all this big backlog of games to make money from. And, yeah, if you're not going to put it on mobile, at least do a better job on your main proprietary systems. Also, give me Pokemon Stadium 2 on Wii U. That's uh, not really related to the topic at hand, but if you could do that <laughs> for me, that would be real great. Thank you. Wait, you could just come over to me and Peter when I'm living over there and play it on the Nintendo 64. Cause we got well, the Nintendo I already have it on the Nintendo 64, but I can't stream that. Why not? The 64 and the Hopage don't get along very well. And oh, I mean, okay. they do, and we can get them to work, but, like, if you so much as brush your leg up against anything, video's gone. That's really it's weird. very, very finicky. Mm. We, we did it for, for Smash 64 once, and uh, it took us, like, 20 minutes to get working, and then we were terrified of touching anything. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it'll be interesting to see Nintendo IP on a mobile platform, and hopefully that DNA can make a solid successor to Club Nintendo, because that's you know obviously where this is also going. I wonder if we see some fruits of that at E3, because I guess this is supposed to be fall of 2015 that a new system will be out in place. So we got to hear maybe something at E3, or at least in a Nintendo Direct shortly after the fact, or maybe it'll be one of those things like, and it's out now uh, in the fall. That would be awesome. One request, uh, if you when you guys do make the Club Nintendo successor, hey, if the website could like function, that would be awesome. <laughs> Handle any just, amount of traffic. Just a suggestion, because it took me three days to get my platinum reward, That's and it should ridiculous. Have. And yeah, when Ouch. people were cashing in all those final coins, that was a nightmare. Like I had that to... was that put the site down for like a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. I, I had to do it at like six a.m. Me too. Yeah. Work. <laughs> yeah. Can I also just say that your Club Nintendo over there had much better rewards than what our Club Nintendo did oh, over absolutely. here? Absolutely. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, the best thing I got out of it was a carry pouch for my Nintendo 3DS. That was it. Hell yeah. <laughs> carry yeah. pouch. But while yes. we're thinking towards the future, uh, supposedly starting next year, we will be hearing more about codename NX for Nintendo's new game platform. They are not committed to saying that it's going to be a console. Or if it's going to be a handheld. It's their new, dedicated game platform with a brand new concept under the development codename NX. Listen, Nintendo. Nintendo. UXL. (laughs) Nintendo, listen to me. You own the handheld market. You do very good games on the console market, but just come on. Just focus on something that you have a strength in. Please. Hmm. And you've only just brought out the 3DS XL, so, and all the new 3DSs, etc., so. What the hell are we going to expect? But they've even got new games that are supposed to be coming out on the Wii U. So what is this? Yeah, I mean, the question is for how much longer will the new games come out on the Wii U? Uh, because it's it's starting to wind down. And with the news that, well, again, we'll also talk about later. Because it happens when you're off on hiatus for two months. With Zelda being delayed now to 2016 <gasps> on Wii U. I wonder if that's why they've delayed it so they can put it on the new console. You gotta wonder. The precedent has been set before. Oh, boy. I mean, Twilight Princess, it could happen again. 
So mm-hmm. you got to think it might be a possibility. And I think I personally do not think that's what it is personally. And I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be like hated for saying this and probably everybody's going to kill me cuz I'm wrong most likely, but VR. Hmm. Everybody else is going for VR right now. My hmm. all their competitors are going for VR right now. Hmm. Maybe this is just Nintendo's run for VR. For all we know, Virtual Boy 2. Bringing back was that Wario game that was on there? Yeah. Wario Land and Mario Tennis, and those are the only two I know of. There's... Out of its super small library. Maybe we'll get the other half of the library this time. Because <laughs> half of its games are just Japan only. Right. I mean, with Morpheus and Oculus Rift and whatever the fuck Microsoft is called, I don't remember. HoloLens. Or... HoloLens. Wow, what a stupid name. And all that, maybe that's just what this is. Because I... Here's the thing, I don't want to believe that Nintendo's just going to be dropping the Wii U already, because it's finally starting to pick up steam. More than it was. More than it was, but not so, to what it needs to be. So, like, they should be focusing on that instead of sweeping it under the rug, because, like, it's not the Virtual Boy. It doesn't have the failings that the Virtual Boy had, which was... Holy shit, what the fuck did, were we thinking? Yeah. What is this? Because the Wii is a good console. They just need to make some fucking games for it. So I certainly, personally hope that this isn't just them giving up on the Wii U already. Right. And if they do, you know, talk about it, say, at next year's E3, E3 2016, like, don't have it be for release that fall. 2017's okay. You can do that. That's fine. Uh, yeah, you're getting a jump on the next generation. What I'm hoping it will be is not VR, and it's not an original idea because by now you've heard people speculate in the couple months that this has been news, but I think it needs to be the integration of the console and the handheld. The handheld that you can take away that is powerful enough to play games on its own, you know, maybe console quality games on its own, and then bring it back and continue, or at least have some synergy between the two. So you want you want the uh, the Vita and the PS4? No, because that is shoehorned and you know failed overall uh, with remote play. I mean, you, you know what I mean, though. Like right. something something in that vein. I think for Vita, it's it's reliance on Wi-Fi while away from the system is is the downfall. Yeah, it's not at an infrastructure nationwide that can totally maintain that. But to be able to play games like on your own, like download part of the game or all of the game, whatever, to this new handheld system, take it away, play it, send a save file back. I mean, games now you can easily do the uploading of the save file to a cloud server to download it. I know Nintendo couldn't do that before, but maybe with DNA they can do something like that. But I think that might be your next you know, way to, if you really want to you know, win back the hardcore, whatever it is you want to do, get back to doing something that... Only really Nintendo could do, because I don't necessarily see Sony making Vita 2. Nintendo's going to make another handheld system. They're going to make another console. Why not develop them together and have them work in conjunction with each other? They've already shown, like, yeah, we're willing to let the the 3DS work with the, the Wii U. Like, not in that way, but you can use it as a controller in Smash. That's a good start, I That's guess. That's a start, but yeah, you but... need something much more... 
<laughs> much more inherent to the system. Yeah. They obviously have interest in, in getting the two to work together, uh, and hopefully it's in more ways than just, you know, 3DS is your controller now, because first off, does anybody use that? Second off, I've used it. Third <laughs> off, yeah, that's a good idea, and who knows? The problem with Nintendo is that they're the ones that keep everything under wraps. Yes. Or that's not the problem with Nintendo, that's a good thing about Nintendo. It is a good thing. That's the problem with talking about Nintendo, <laughs> is they... They don't really show all their cards beforehand, and that's that's very smart of them, but it makes talking about Nintendo news a real bitch. The problem with them also is that even when they do show off their new platform, they do things like at E3 just only show the controller, and people have to ask if it's a console. Oh, it's one that we called Wii U. I mean, the whole... Japan hierarchy of, you know, unwillingness to accept new ideas because it has to pass through that majority vote or whatever it is, that is probably the problem with Nintendo. Uh, All that reminds me of is when they announced, was it the PS4 where they, or the Xbox One where it was like, yeah, we forgot to bring the console, bye. They didn't didn't show the (laughs) Uh, console or the controller. Oh, yeah, that's that's just going to be an interesting footnote in game history. Well, it should be exciting. I mean, seeing what Nintendo can do in that mobile space going forward, what the NX could possibly be, all things we'll be talking about on Show Me Your News. Rachel, show me your news. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, audience. Show us your news, Rachel. My my face is so red right now. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, for people who are a fan of more of the horror games, or shall I just say jump scare games, there's probably no one that hasn't heard of the Five Nights at Freddy franchise, and now everyone else will hear about it that hasn't, whoever lives under a rock, because now it's going to Hollywood, and they're gonna make a movie, by the looks of things. Rob, we're gonna suck. You know what? There, it probably is, because before today, I didn't know that it was going to be produced by Roy Lee of Vertigo Entertainment, and they made stuff like Royal Knight, The Ring, and The Grudge, and The Ring, if it's going to look like that, <laughs> just so much lost opportunity. The main fun I like with the game, I'll never play the game, but I will happily watch the game, is guessing what the background was to the story, and why all this is happening, and the kids, and such. And if they're just going to give that away in a movie, I think the people that played the game won't like it that much, but people that don't know of the game will be like, oh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I actually wouldn't mind watching the movie. I want to see exactly what they try to do with it, whether they're going to make it actually kind of passable to watch, or whether it's just going to flop like some kind of dead fish. Mm. Here's my here's my problem with it, and that is that like, Five Nights works and is is scary because of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's why watching fi- somebody play Five Nights at Freddy's and playing Five Nights at Freddy's are two entirely different monsters. Oh yeah. Um, because like I can watch somebody play those games till the cows come home. I cannot play them. I will have a heart attack. Um, <laughs> I will Same. Actually, ben is my witness. Yep. I will. I will die. I yep. have heart attacks when I'm watching people play the game. I don't even want to know what had happened if I actually tried to. Play it myself. It's it's so stressful. It's the most stressful video game I've ever played in my life. Oh jeez. Never um, played it, but I don't even get jump scared from watching it. So hmm. it's not I really. I want to see the, you play that game. 
it just gets really stressful is the problem. And that's, that's kind of what makes it so scary. Uh, the jump scares, like I'm very sensitive to jump scares because of childhood trauma. Uh, that is not really trauma, but childhood trauma. <laughs> childhood bullshit. I don't think this is going to work in a movie setting. It's either not going to work at all because, you know, it, it loses the, the stress factor and all that. Or it's not going to work because the animatronics are going to look fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they could make them look kind of lifelike, I guess. But then that would also detract from what it looks like in the actual gameplay. Well, like, you, do you know the story behind why he made the, the games? Yes. Let me let me tell for anybody that doesn't know. I think there uh, are a lot of people out there who don't know that he originally did Christian games. Yeah. Oh, he yes. Did, that. He started out doing Christian games and then went on to make his own games. And all of his uh, own games got panned. People said they had great gameplay. But the graphics looked creepy because they looked like creepy animatronics. And this this made him very sad. He uh, almost quit making games, and then he realized, wait, I can work with this. And then he made Five Nights at Freddy's, where the characters are supposed to look like creepy animatronics. So he worked with his his skills and his uh, what he was good at. Yeah, he worked with strengths. It did it did very well. So the reason that they're so creepy is because they're meant to look sort of run down and creepy and. That's not hard with animatronics because I don't know if you've ever been to a Chuck E. Cheese, um, but yeah, and um, they're like yeah. the pictures of the older ones. Oh god, yeah. Oh mm. man, those are those are terrifying. Fun fact: we had nothing like a Chuck E. Cheese here. Lucky nothing. you. Yeah. So uh, I have no I have no prior experience to animatronics like that. I would need to find a post that I read at one point for you that was just a bunch of pictures of old. Chuck E. Cheese, and then there was another place that Chuck E. Cheese technically owned, because I don't know if any of you know this, but Chuck E. Cheese has a very distinct connection to video games, uh, because Nolan Bushnell founded Chuck E. Cheese, and if you don't know who Nolan Bushnell is, he made Atari. He's the guy who started Atari. Oh, I know And he left Atari to go run Chuck E. Cheese. So it's all (laughs) full circle. Again, playing to your strengths there, buddy. So, but, Ben, we like movies. We follow Hollywood. When Oscar season rolls around, it's something mm-hmm. that we get into. I mean, video game movies are one thing, but what do you make of this franchise in particular? I think they have to be very careful with it hmm. if they make a movie out of it. I think if they went kind of gimmicky and did, like, uh, a full POV-style movie, I think that could work. Because I don't know if you guys have ever seen Wreck. It could be something like that. Uh, as far as, as Rachel was concerned with like the whole, oh, they're just going to tell all the backstory stuff, I feel like, I mean, yeah, they'd have to tell plenty of stuff, but I feel like they, if, if, if they work with the developer closely, which I think they should, mm-hmm. I don't know, it could be like a whole other another set of canon clues to figure out. That could be pretty fun if they maybe made it into like a 4D experience with, you know, you have those effects where like they rush wind or air sorry mm. past your you know your legs and stuff and you know just attacking your senses a little bit while you're trying to watch the movie i think that would work pretty well and 3d that they're, they're definitely bound to use some 3d and people jumping out at you no, was, yeah. the, like, the guys are going to jump out of you in 3d that that is that is for certain that's a given mm-hmm. so one of the well, quotes here from you know, writers and all that uh says we're looking forward to working with scott to make an insane terrifying 
and weirdly adorable movie. I uh, take it all back. How can this be adorable? <laughs> uh, weirdly adorable. They're probably talking about, they're probably going to incorporate the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's 2 versions. Because uh, those, are, those are made to look, to look cuter, which actually makes them scarier. And um, Balloon Boy. And Chica has, has, uh, has that figure then. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I would assume that might be what they're referencing. Or they're going to do an overhaul to all the animatronics. And What if, though? What if they just continued it after the Five Nights at Freddy's 3? And then just sort of have the flashbacks to these guys that were being the security guards back in 1, 2, and 3. Possible. Possible. I think you got to get Scott Cawthon as phone guy. I think for this movie to work, you got to have mm-hmm. that at least. Yeah. Oh god, are we gonna see the guy go into the suit and get squashed and have his blood just drip out oh, everywhere? Oh. oh, sure. Here's the question, though. What if, like, and Ben was saying a POV, uh, I've never actually seen a movie like that, but you mentioned a name of one? Uh, Wreck. To be brief, it's about a news reporter and her cameraman doing, like, a nightly news bit of, like, here's what your local fire station is like. And then they get to go out on a call with them. And the building that they go to inspect is, gets, like, roped off by, like, hazmat people mm. because something's inside. And it's all just from the camera. But it's not, like, shaky cam. Not, like, I mean, if they're running or something, then sure. Oh, but yeah. No, it's, like, it's a, I mean, the guy's a cameraman. He's, he's good, at, good at holding it. So yeah. it's not Cloverfield. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't it's, tell what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I was on. thinking that. It's not, uh, it's not queasy cam. Yeah, uh, I feel like something like that could work, and especially since like the games are built around uh, camera and looking at security cameras mm-hmm. and something like that, that would probably work pretty well. A movie like this does not need that big of a budget. It basically all go into animatronics. Yeah, basically, uh, and they could have like original Jurassic Park fucking level animatronics that don't look realistic at all, because that's the point. They're not supposed to look like real monsters. They're animatronics. So, I don't know. I also wouldn't expect this movie very soon. Video game movies in particular go through this, what seems like a kind of development hell in Hollywood in particular. And yeah, they're, they're just starting to announce the deal that Warner Brothers has the rights, but it's not like they're into pre-production already. Like, no, it's going to take that, some time, and things could fall apart. Casting could change. I mean, you look at the Assassin's Creed movie... That was, gosh, announced how long ago? And yeah, maybe it's out holiday next year, but, I mean, that's gotten pushed back plenty of times. That could change, so... But think think of it this way, though. Stuff like the Assassin's Creed movie and Prince of Persia and stuff like that, those are just like, oh, those are existing franchises, and we think we can make a movie out of them because they're popular and they'd make money. Five Nights is, it's popular right now, and we have to get on this fucking bandwagon immediately. Well, they better. Or it's gonna fall through. So, I mean, it's, a very, it's a very good point, but it's does Hollywood follow that, or you know, does does money just not come through for producing and all that? So it's yeah, it's an odd business that Hollywood. Quick thing, I know something that would completely ruin the movie every time, saying that the animatronics have been possessed by the devil. <laughs> just don't you know, do that, Hollywood. They do that at that point. <laughs> I want that, but security like, guard. I know what you're thinking. They need to have a scene where uh, the security guards like, if it lands butter side down, then the devil's here. <laughs> uh, I've never seen that movie. I've seen that. That movie is terrible. 
I've seen only that scene, and that is all I need to see from that movie. So then, guys, in turn, Peter, want to watch the movie when it comes out? Yeah, we have a theater to do so, so, I mean, we'll see it. Sure. We'll be in your closet. Get Markiplier (laughs) in casting. Yes! I've seen a lot of people saying that he needs to be in that movie if if people, if they make it. And, you know, I could see him as just like... uh, I'm taking my kids to the party. Yeah, just like a bag. <laughs> yeah. just like, like, not like casting just him in a central part. cameo. Just show up. Don't have him even look into the camera. Uh, real brief. He yeah. is dancing. Oh, no, he could be one of the people that dies. <laughs> Sorry, Mark Fire, I love you and everything, but wouldn't you just love to do that? Joe, Ben, do you guys want to see the movie? I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll, I'll hate it. it. I'll watch <laughs> it, though. <laughs> At least you're not playing the movie. Yeah, I think the one pitfall I could have is that if they give too much backstory for people who are like, Mom and Pop, I don't know what this Five Nights at Freddy's, but I want to scare, and so they can have to give all the backstory, and I think that's that's where you might run into a problem. And Hollywood would my grandparents going to see this movie now. And that. <laughs> Hollywood would certainly want to get as many people in as possible, so that's an issue. I mean, yeah, if you take a screenwriting class, like you know all kinds of hell that goes on with movie scripts, so... Mm. So yeah, it looks like it's going to be a movie. I want to watch it. I'll make Peter watch it. And if you guys are around in Michigan too, then I'll make you guys watch it. So, so Joe, I know you want to talk about something. Do it now. Show me your news. So, <laughs> Joe, show uh, me your news. If that becomes a thing, I'm walking out the door. <laughs> uh, I, I want it to become a thing. It fits so well wait, now. You say you want me to leave? It fits so well now. <laughs> So things are going down at Konami, and not fun things, apparently, except not, according to Konami, nothing's going on, but that's bullshit. Yeah, total bullshit. Uh, so there's a very good chance that Hideo Kojima got fired or Oops. quit. We don't know the details. Let's start with with the beginning. So apparently on NeoGAF and Reddit, uh, they were looking around. I don't know why they were doing this. Uh, I guess this is just like their weekend activity or something. Just they, they can't wait for MGS5 to come out, so they start just looking at images on the different websites. They look at the images and uh, Konami's executive list or something. And then they realized, upon looking at the list of Konami's executives, that Hideo Kojima was no longer on that list. And on April 1st, I guess uh, Konami announced they were doing a bunch of, of restructuring and stuff. Great and time to announce it April 1st, by the way. Stop doing that, world. Seriously. Nintendo Direct on April 1st. It's not a joke. Like, stop. Push the day. I know Do it on hungry. April 2nd. It's not hard. <laughs> and then uh, people were like, well, I mean, that's nothing. We're fine. Then Kojima Productions site went down. It redirects to a Metal Gear website. And then the Twitter account Kojima Pro Live at Kojima underscore Pro underscore Live uh, tweeted MGS fans were officially moving to at Metal Gear underscore En. Follow us now and don't miss out on all the latest news. Uh, basically saying like Kojima Productions doesn't exist anymore. They changed the name of the uh, the Kojima Productions branch that was making Metal Gear Online. Uh, I don't remember what the what it's called now. It is now called Konami Los, Los Angeles yes, yes. Studio. Um, they started removing a Hideo Kojima game from Phantom Pain websites. It does not say that anymore. That's the weird part. And it's not just Phantom Pain. It's 
previous Metal Gear games. So, like, the Legacy Collection on PS3, that's gone. Really? I did not know about that. Yeah. I just knew about the Phantom Pain one. Oh, that's that's actually really shitty. Mm-hmm. You guys can't just go retroactively do that. That's not how it works. So, the speculation became that Kojima's leaving or was fired. Either one, while I'm worried about the two games that Kojima's currently making, that, or was currently making, <laughs> maybe, I don't know, um, because I want to play both of those games, uh... Good for him. Yeah. He's uh, very obviously wanted to get out of Konami for a while. Yep. Uh, he wasn't it like Metal Gear Solid Three. He was like, yeah, this is the last Metal Gear. And I he don't did that make even, even at two. He's he's done it so much. I think uh, Checkpoint. It's a is another a very short hand video news uh, for video games that I watch on YouTube by the Letting Ready Run people, and they did a joke about uh, how. Kojima's been saying that for years, and they would keep pointing like the this ties into a past story, and then they would go into that, they would go back to the clip of that past story, and then back to a different clip of that past story, and then they started making new clips for like stories that went back to the 1940s. <laughs> and I guess his last tweet, which I didn't see this until I started reading this, these articles. He just tweeted, heading off, and it's a picture of Big Boss getting into a helicopter. And I guess people are taking that as a sign? That seems a little much, guys. Hideo Kojima posts a lot of weird pictures. A lot of food. If, if this is Yes, he if, does. If this is ominous to you, you have not been following Hideo Kojima. Mm-hmm. So then I guess they recently put out an official statement, and this I did not hear about. To sum it all up, Konami said, yeah, he's uh, he's still here, and uh, we're still making the games, uh, but we're not saying more than that. And people said, yeah, cool, can we hear that from Kojima himself? To which Konami plugged their ears and said, blah, 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 I can't hear you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, one of the most interesting questions GameSpark asked was, is there truth to the rumor that Kojima production staff are being restricted in their email and internet use? Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) That's not a thing that should be happening. Uh, And then, yeah, they said that's basically true. Their reasoning is, and I quote, so that the staff could give undivided attention to development. That is not game development. That is detention. Yeah. (laughs) My guess as to what happened with this is probably a power struggle, and Kojima lost out. He could probably justifiably say, like, look, my series that I'm heading up is the only thing pretty much keeping your company afloat. And it is. Like, Konami doesn't do anything else. They make the Lords of Shadow series, but that is never going to be as big as Metal Gear. Hey, man, Pro Evolution Soccer. Like, serious business. Like, I know it can't and compete this, with FIFA, but whatever. I, I, uh, when this started happening, I saw a bunch of people commenting that they're, they were pretty sure that at this point uh, we may be hearing about Konami closing its doors within the next two or three years. That wouldn't surprise me. And you know, nothing of value will be lost. Somebody else will get a hold of Bomberman. Somebody else will get a hold of Castlevania. Hideo Kojima might get Metal Gear back. And at that point, who cares? <laughs> right. 
Yeah, and it would you know serve them right. I, I also see some people talking about like, oh, we should boycott the Phantom Pain. I don't think you boycott the Phantom Pain because it's still a game Hideo Kojima made. At least you know thank him in that respect. Yeah, it's and the they're, plans. They're still yeah, exactly. It's, it's the plans gonna... that Konami has for Metal Gear games afterward, which apparently they're they're hiring now for. They plan to continue the franchise. Now, let's be honest. It won't be the real Metal Gear games, obviously, if Kojima's not involved. Yeah. Uh, but and they still want to continue the franchise, almost like, you know, a Metal Gear Rising sort of thing as a kind of offshoot. Now, Rising, a great game. Show your boycotting through those games. And here's the thing. Um, they've already made a Metal Gear game without Kojima's help. That game was called Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops, and nobody likes it. <laughs> <laughs> It's so it's so bad that I'm pretty sure it's not considered canon. That's why Kojima went back to making Metal Gear again. I forgot that even existed. Exactly. Yeah. So um, now the real question goes to another franchise. And you mentioned another game that Kojima may or may not be involved with, which I'm pretty sure Kojima Productions has also been taken off the website for Silent Hills. I don't, that bums I, me out. That bums me out a lot. I want that game. They can't just not game. make that game now. Like, they've done too much at this point. PT was too big for them to just straight up not make Silent Hills now. So obviously they're going to. But I want Kojima to be involved. Kojima wanted to make a Silent Hill game. Like, when they asked him, hey, any other, any other franchise you'd want to work on, his immediate answer was, Silent Hill. I want to make a Silent Hill game. I want to make people shit their pants. It would be so fucked up. Because there hasn't been a good Silent Hill game since I want to say three, mm. but I don't I don't have a super big experience with that. All of I my think. Silent Hill knowledge comes from two best friends play. Uh, one of their members, Pat, is a very big fan of Silent Hill, and uh, he really likes Silent Hill three. And I think Shattered Memories is considered a pretty good uh, game as well. But for the most part, Silent Hill has not had a very good track record recently. Um, no, I mean, I'm with Yahtzee. I prefer to at everything. Last one I played was Homecoming, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I watched a Let's Play of Homecoming and Downpour, yeah. and they both looked awful. They are awful. I played through them. I played that one extensively so I could get all the achievements, and I was like, yeah, I'm done with this shit. What did they even do to Silent Hill? They've killed it. I hope this doesn't mean the death of Silent Hills, and I hope that Kojima still gets to work on it. Maybe there's some truth to their whole, oh yeah, Kojima's still making games for us. Uh, you know, he still works for us. We're cool. We're buddies. As they put sunglasses on the corpse sitting next to them so that you can't see his eyes are closed. Weekend at, weekend at Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> weekend at Kojima. I'd watch that. Yeah, I, I would too. <laughs> With that, that music and everything. No, I mean, I think it's probably he's doing contract work until the game finishes, and maybe he stays through December at best. Uh, but yeah, he's probably out the door. I know and a lot and of it people... also contributes to Donna Burke, who has sung you know some of the recent Metal Gear themes, uh, you know from Peace Walker, and most recently uh, Sins of the Father, the theme from the, at least the E3 2013 trailer of Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Uh, she basically went on her Twitter and basically it seems to almost confirm that he was fired. Yeah, so And people are like, uh, that's not like really known. Like, why are you saying he got fired? And she's like, well, it's kind of been known for like the past you know, few months in the media. And it's like, but not that he was fired. 
I mean, you know, you know, take it what you will. It's the singer of the theme of the game. Um, so I don't know how much insight she has, especially when Konami says those claims are categorically incorrect. But you know, that just may be more <laughs> PR talk. So I don't know. That's but them knowing that if they say straight up say, "Yeah, Kojima's no longer with us," everybody's going to take Kojima's side because nobody likes Konami. We all like Kojima. <laughs> pretty much. Exactly. Pretty much. And I hope I hope Kojima gets more work. I mean, whether it is in game development or if he finally wants to make a movie, because he is very cinematically focused, and not just in his game development. He's just he's a huge, huge movie fan. He watches tons of movies. So if that's what he wants to do next, I mean, have at it. You've earned your rest and what you want to do and relax. It's almost like Sakurai in a way. Like work too hard, take a break, enjoy life. Thank you for all you've done, and good luck to your future ventures. Well, there's also a lot of speculation, I guess. Something between Kojima and Hideki Kamiya uh, led to a lot of speculation that um, I think Platinum might have said without saying that if Kojima's not at Konami anymore, that there's a place for him at Platinum Games. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) Holy shit. That'd be a a team-up of epic proportions. (laughs) That would be amazing. I want that. Here's the thing. I think, I truly think these are the death throes of Konami. I don't think they're going to last much longer after this. If the, way game really yeah, the way game companies last these days, I wouldn't doubt it. And like, Konami's old. The only reason Nintendo's still around, and Konami, I think, might be older than Nintendo. Hmm. The only reason Nintendo's still around is because they still have the console market, and they have like all their franchises. Konami has those franchises, but they're not using them, and I hope they die. I hate saying that, because I, I always hate the thought behind that is, oh, I hope all these people lose their jobs. That is yeah. not why. Right. That is not what I'm saying. I'm we saying hope the company I, dies, but the, co- but the people get jobs elsewhere and do better. Yes, I want the company to die so that their IPs go to people who will actually use them. Fair enough. Bad show your news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're, you're catching on to it. You got this. It's been a crazy, stressful week on the internet for a lot of reasons, but mm-hmm. uh, the latest one is Word. Wave 4 and a little bit of Wave 5 because Wave 5 placeholders have started showing up like overseas and whatnot. That's so even more stressful. Uh, but we were talking about Amiibos. Oh, boy. God, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> we you're, not, you're not the only one. I really, I only really have hate one, them. and that's because Peter gave it to me. Well, like, my problem is the first three waves didn't have a whole lot that I wanted. My sights are set on, on four and five, and it's just been this whole mess recently of everyone wanting one, which is completely fine. Nintendo still not putting out (laughs) (laughs) and none of the retailer websites realizing how big of a thing amiibos have become and how voracious we all are for them yeah a lot of stuff went down wave four comes out on like may 29th and a bunch of pre-orders went live some happened at 3 a.m for 30 minutes like with target (laughs) or no target toys r us Us, that's the one Target was the one where it was like, all right, Jigglypuff is up. Five minutes later, all right, she's gone. <laughs> Goodbye. I think Darkrai Dark said that he managed to uh, get one pre-ordered. I also well, got one pre-ordered. I mean, clearly a lot of people did. <laughs> but that was in a second pre-order wave. Ah. I mean, for something like Best Buy. Best Buy was an example where 
that was supposed to go at a certain time, and yet they were all gone in seven minutes. Mm. Like, seven minutes. Like, come on. Best Buy has also had a lot come back. A lot of second amount, like, all right, we, we, you can you can pre-order again or whatever. Mm. Not for Lucina also- and Robin, though. No, 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 no. I'm ho- I'm specifically holding out for for Amazon with those, and I've got like notifications set up and whatnot for for Lucina. I don't know. It's kind of like I wasn't prepared because I didn't have a Best Buy account or a Walmart account or a Target account. So really, the only one I was able to snag was the Squid Girl oh, from yeah. Splatoon mm-hmm. because yeah. three pre-orders went up for the bundle pack, which is the boy and the girl and the squid. And then the, the boy on his own and the girl on his own. Right. And I saw that announcement go up, and I made a Best Buy account and still had time to get to get the girl. Because I think everyone was going after the bundles. Those sold out in about half an hour. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the two followed pretty thoroughly. As far as information goes, go follow Amiibo News. They're the best place to follow any of this. Because there's people like reporting into them. I think there's just one person that runs that account. Amiibo Inquirer as well, and they just announced today or yesterday mm. that they're uh, partnering up. So there's going to be soon like a big Amiibo news nexus in a way uh, mm. between the two. I can't believe we need that. It's terrible, right? That's ridiculous. It's, it's insane. And, you know, it's Nintendo not understanding how demand works. Yeah, there's the whole uh, you know shipping issue with the West Coast and there's a strike and all that. But that's been solved. And they yeah. still don't understand the demand for this. It's, yeah, I think I read somewhere that like, isn't it like every major city gets like? There's one of them where every major city gets maybe eight of it. It's insane. I think, I think it might have been Ness, but I'm not entirely oh sure. Oh, good. Ness you want to talk about? Bath. You want to talk about a clusterfuck? <laughs> GameStop and Ness. You know, the exclusive stuff is is one thing. To have certain Amiibo exclusive at you know retail partners, uh, that's crazy. I've been fortunate enough to acquire Rosalina and before and uh, Jigglypuff both at Target. But the website's just not the best at all. And then well, I got Lucario overseas when I was in England, so I, I avoided that first round of Toys R Us exclusive and got it at a, a game in England when I was visiting Rachel. <laughs> yeah, probably um, had a. Probably about the same price. It was close. It was a little more expensive, but it was was close enough so that it wasn't, you know, exceedingly excessive. But, yeah, the NES, you know, in-store pre-orders for GameStop goes at a certain time. You're getting lines in those GameStops. And then the demand hits their website so hard that it shuts down their entire in-store pre-order system. You know, the employees don't know what to do. I know a couple people who were there waiting in-store. And... They just had a miserable experience that nothing they could do because the internet bombards that demand. I took a screenshot. I got an email from Best Buy because I'm an account member there. And it says, you know, their most viewed products on on this email for a certain time. Number one, MacBook Air. Number two, Alarm Shield wireless security system from Oplink. Number three, an Acer Chromebook. And number four, Lucina Amiibo. <laughs> like, good lord. You want to talk? The demand is real. Yep. Match the supply. I'm actually currently looking through Game's website at Amiibos. Mm-hmm. Which ones are the most in demand? Because there's so many on here that they let you buy. Okay, well, I mean, you'll rattle some off right now, I guess. 
Oh, you still have all the Inklings and Splatoon things going on there. The Willy World Amiibos there as well for pre-order. Jigglypuff, apparently? Mm-hmm. Jigglypuff is, is an exclusive, but you know some people have been able to get her. It's kind of weird, because some of these are available to actually buy. Like, you know, the original ones that have been released and stuff, you know, they're, they're fine. You, know, you can I mean, still yeah. buy those. But some of these you can just only look at, and then it says, by the way, this is unavailable for UK residents, so fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, is this happening in other parts of the world? Is I, this happening in Japan? I don't think so. And I think it's like the American... A lot of it has seemed to be like American <laughs> demand is buying imports of these and, you know, paying much more than they should. Yeah. One amiibo on Play Asia is about thirty bucks after shipping. Well, that's the, that's how I got Marth. It's basically double the amount. Yeah, more than double the amount. Yeah, and I could have gotten a couple off of Play Asia, but it would have been like for two, I would have been spending like sixty dollars. And I was like, God, no. If this were like another time, maybe, but I really can't right now. Yeah, I have a good amount of amiibo. I've quite uh, a healthy amount. Basically, mm-hmm. all the ones that are in normal stock plus a few. Special one, you know, We Fit Trainer, Captain Falcon, God, We Fit uh, Trainer, Rosalina, but not you know, not Villager, not Marth, <clears throat> not Pit, uh, you know, certain ones yeah, like those, DVD, those I, are sold out. Yeah, I don't have those, but it's to the point where like I want like at least one copy of each of the Smash ones eventually, but I'm in no rush. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be paying absurd amounts for it. Wow, these are actually kind of pricey. They range anywhere from like ten ninety nine to fourteen ninety nine here. Yeah, I went to GameStop on my break at work the other day and like just I didn't plan on buying anything. I just needed to get out of the restaurant and do something else. Sure. And so I I, I ran into a GameStop and I'm like I'm just gonna putz around. I'm gonna maybe play some demos. I don't know. Let's let's see what we got. Oh my God! There's one Sonic, one Sonic amiibo. <laughs> I don't give a shit about anything. There's one, I, and we I bought it. Yeah. I bought that damn. So- I don't have money. I bought that Sonic amiibo. That's how <laughs> crazy I. That's how crazy people are. So yeah, you think a couple months back to when we last recorded for Show Me News, yeah, they had the Wave One and maybe Wave Two are starting to come out. It's reached a whole other level of crazy. Yep. yep. It's it's Is madness, it- and it's just it's insane. Is it bad that I actually want one of those gold Mario's from Walmart? See the gold Mario. That's a whole other thing because those are getting like eighty dollar eBay prices here. Yeah, <laughs> more expensive here. He's talking about like one hundred pounds. Oh, Why? I don't want every single one. Like I want one of like each character. So like I'll get. I have the the Smash Yoshi. I don't care about the Super Mario Yoshi. I care yeah, about the, the yarn Yoshi. Yoshi, but that's it. The yarn Yoshi <laughs> oh, the is gonna be Yoshi. super super duper cute. Uh, but it's not like a need. So when you're talking about, well, there's there's Smash Brothers Mario, there's Super Mario Mario, there's Gold Mario, which like the only benefit is a, a special little feature in in Mario Party Ten, and that's it. Like you don't need everyone unless that's going to be your thing. And God and gold, rest your soul. The Gold Mario Amiibo is ugly, anyways. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it looks kind of pretty. I think they they make it look really nice in the promotional mock-up images, but like when you get the real thing, it's like oh. Yeah, this is just not as good quality. Hmm. Well, yeah, because so the original going for anywhere like up to 150 bucks here. Oh, Jesus, pounds, shit. And here's the thing: these obviously do not cost that much to, no. to manufacture. They're twelve dollar figures. Like I'm sure, I'm sure. I don't know the business. I don't. I'm not an expert, but oh my god, you can make more than you're making. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. 
we said we weren't going to collect them all, but now we have 13. Because um, we, we, we're <laughs> sick. We are sick. I'm right there with you. I don't want to count how many I have. I, it's that or more. Yeah. But uh, I I'd, I'd just like my mains, and my mains are going to be some of the hardest to find. Mm. I'm, ne- I'm, I'm never going to find a Ness for a very long time. We Fit Trainer, I'll have to, like, wait for PlayAsia to stock them. Lucina, oh my god, I'm fucking scared. I, w- I was really scared th- those first, those two days where people were just going apeshit. Because I thought, like, when's the Amazon one? It, it, it still hasn't happened. Probably won't for a while. We're not we're not entirely sure. Yeah, Amazon and Nintendo don't have the best relationship, so I don't no. know about that. Well, I mean, there's also the whole, uh, we all know the guy who bought, like, 50 <laughs> Rosalinas. Right. He is apparently... Uh, set his life. sights on doing the same to Lucina, Zero Suit Samus, and Palutena. <laughs> yeah, I covered that before at one point, didn't I? Yeah, on your uh, soapbox, uh, youtube.com oh, yeah. slash show me your news. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot you did that. Yeah. You're stealing my boy, shit, boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, don't don't okay. hit me. I won't hit you. I'll just I'll, I'll thrash you. I was looking, again, like Palutena's available for pre-orders over here. Same with Dark Pit and Ganondorf, etc. Really? Wow. Yes. Mm. Why is that such a thing? Because it's not here. Really? Yeah, no, it's it is not. No, I was saying it was going to be a messy, messy Whoa. fight for a lot of people. Whoa, yeah. Well, if you want to pre-order anything, just go to game.co.uk and you can forward it to me, and I'll bring it over. Mm, if you're not already here by then. Yeah. Uh, that's so the it's game.uk. What? What? <laughs> game. <laughs> I wonder if they do ship internationally. That'd be fun. They probably do, but for an extra cost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, you're, oh, then yeah. you're just doing PlayAsia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imported this amiibo. Oh, from like Japan? No, from, from England. <laughs> <laughs> you're a true fan. Yeah. I went over to England just to buy a Lucario amiibo. Yeah. I mean, of course, I got you know engaged and all that along the way, and I visited the love of my life, but you know, that Lucario amiibo, though. At this point, anybody that that might be like a legitimate scenario <laughs> for some people. We like can go all to Japan <laughs> buy all the amiibos. I want to go to Japan and just walk into one of their game stores, and it's just a wall of every amiibo that America can't have, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just there. They're not even pre-orders. They're just hundreds of them. Not for you, Gaijin. That's like the. Uh, Oh, no, it's like the, uh, there was a picture at some point, because when Sonic and Mega Man came out, they're, they're not super rare anymore, apparently, they're just uncommon. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but they, when they first came out, they were rare as shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and somebody posted a picture of an EB Games in Australia of just a wall of Mega Man and Sonic, <laughs> yeah. and that's all it was! <laughs> it was a bunch of Mega Mans, a bunch of Sonics, and maybe a Mario in the corner, because nobody's buying the Mario Amiibo. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine if Amiibos were region locked? Oh, oh could you imagine? No. I was, no. that was a legitimate fear when Ben uh, revealed that he had imported that Marth. I was like, wait, they're not region locked, are they? Because I didn't know! That'd totally be something Nintendo would do. Totally. Well, yeah, it's like the Jigglypuff Amiibo that's coming out. The item is going to be unavailable to non... Oh, hold on. Unavailable for non-UK residents. Oh, we are getting it. Okay. I read that wrong. Oh, my God. They have to put... No, do you... What? They have to put a notification that it's unavailable to people outside of their country. Because all the sales have to fucking go through Target. That's how many people are importing. Holy shit. 
Wow, because it doesn't say that on other ones. It says it on Jigglypuff. It says it on Palatina. Nintendo it did not say that up. on someone else. Jeez. Get it together, Nintendo. This is sick. I need to go find two specific tweets from NerdBot. He's been one of the people on the great amiibo hunt. Uh, mm. For a while, I think for about three weeks, every day after work, he would go to Nintendo World. He would go to Target. He would go to Best Buy. And he would go to GameStop every single day. That, that is sick. Just to try and find Amiibos he didn't have yet. And so when there's anybody that I trust to talk about how fucking batshit this Amiibo thing has become, it's him. Because he's, he's there. He's in the trenches, basically. But it was basically along the lines of, hey, Nintendo, look... I will give you every cent I have to my name. I will give you all of my things. I will give you my home. I will give you everything I have. Please just make it so that I never have to see another terrible Reddit amiibo meme again in my entire life. Please, please, please. The whole Fresh Prince thing with, you know, the fire that is amiibo demand and, like, the, the spitting water, the supply. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. I saw that. If you are on the hunt for Amiibos like us us fellow losers, follow the Amiibo News Twitter, follow the Amiibo Inquirer, and go to nowinstock.net. They've mm-hmm. got a whole tracker for all the Amiibos and all the various uh, sites that you can get That's those Amiibos at. It's very, very handy. Good idea. It's good stuff. All right, we have a lot of news that kind of... <laughs> we can only talk about so much, but we got to mention them because eh, missing uh, two months, that, that kind of happens. So yeah, and another uh, Nintendo Direct happened, and that was a big one. Uh, that was interesting because I happened to be in New York City at the time, and I was visiting Nintendo World Store at the mm-hmm. time. So they have kind of like a little viewing party for those that come to Nintendo World for a Nintendo Direct, and that was pretty cool. That must have been so awesome. It it was it was hype. I mean, I'm just spoiled as shit, and I've been at a Nintendo E3 conference, so nothing compares to that. But you know, it was still really really cool for just you know Joe Public to you know, kind of walk in there and kind of just be in that moment. But yeah, I mean, this was a big Nintendo Direct. Uh, you had you know finally confirmation of Mewtwo, a trailer for that um, April fifteenth for Club Nintendo people april 28th for everyone else though the bigger surprise and ben this meant a lot to you <laughs> PK Fire! oh man i was <laughs> i was screaming see we both we both had moments during this direct where because we watched it together we we chromecasted it and we watched the whole thing uh, together and there were there was a moment for each of us where we just started screaming at what was being announced and ben's was lucas <laughs> um <laughs> And that, that's really cool. So then it comes to the Smash Brothers ballot, and we could almost have a whole topic talking about that. Oh, wait, we did on our other show, the Question Me Roundtable. We talk about everything else. Uh, so that's out at showmeyournews.com slash QRT or youtube.com slash QRT show. Uh, basically, the summary of that is we think Wonder Red has the best chance of becoming the first character outside yeah. of, you know, whatever else they may have in development to try to fill in all the cracks. But from this ballot... So, I mean, if you want to hear that discussion, I'll go there. That's, that's pretty interesting. Splatoon coming out on May 29th. I mean, the big news that we talked about with N64 and DS emulation, that's that's pretty big. 
I like also that Paper Mario is one of those N64 games coming there. Oh, I'm so hyped about that. I played that a lot when I was a kid. I want it again. Please, can we get it? Mm-hmm, definitely. Yay! Definitely want it. Like, I almost cried when DK64 was announced because, fun fact, that was the other reason why I bought a Wii. The main reason why I got my family to buy a Wii was Brawl, obviously. Right. But before that, the main reason I wanted it was a uh, virtual console. There's Nintendo 64 games. We don't have a copy of Donkey Kong 64 anymore. I want to play Donkey Kong 64 again, and they might put this out. And that never happened. Now it is. And I'm just, oh my god, I'm so psyched. Fire Emblem news with Shin Megami Tensei cross Fire Emblem. Uh, that trailer, you see Atlas and Nintendo, but it, so gorgeous. it did not look like it was going to be that game that we've heard nothing I on. didn't think it was going to be that game because it doesn't I kept look saying like it was. <laughs> yeah, Ben kept, Ben was like, it's, I think this is Fire Emblem. I was like, this can't. No, there's no fucking way. <laughs> there's no way. Well, I mean, it looked very Shin Megami Tensei and it looked very Persona-like. So you're thinking it's in that series, but I mean, I personally didn't see... Much of Fire where Emblem. Was, that where was the Fire Emblem? I guess people would say, like, well, you're not big enough fans if you didn't see the Fire Emblem thing. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I wonder it's like, hey, if... they have feet now. How are we supposed to recognize them? No, that, that's in the uh, the Fire Emblem If, yes. the uh, the sequel for Two Awakening. Not, not even sequel, the follow-up uh, hope, game on 3DS. I hope Shin Megami Tensei's Fire Emblem is just like... It's Persona, but instead of Personas, they have Fire Emblem. <laughs> 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 and oh. I, hope, I hope the main character's Fire Sona is is Crom. I gotta love also the uh, the whole yeah. hero story dark story thing. Yeah. Almost like Sonic Adventure Two, going with the uh, the Fire Emblem there. I think in Japan, it might actually be two separate versions of the game. I like, think okay. they are. And it's like some weird thing where then they'll eventually maybe come out with one that has like both bundled in. And then there's like another special version. Plan. It's it's crazy there. So I wonder what they're going to do with the localization. Uh, yeah. Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. Oh, boy. I kind of made a joke about that at first, but I know I'm going to end up playing it. <laughs> oh, we are. We're all going to end up playing it. We, we sold our souls to Animal Crossing a long time I ago. I want to be an interior yeah, decorator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Let me design your new home. They're doing the Amiibos with the cards and all that. I mean, I think E3 prediction here. I, I think we're going to have an Animal Crossing Wii U game. God, we fucked better. I mean, that and, would then be you, cool. and they're going to have an amiibo line, and you get Isabel, and the internet, so help me, will oh, be crazy for Isabel amiibo. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's not going to go well. That's going to break. That's mm-hmm. going to break a lot of websites. It's just every, um, everything. I want an Animal Crossing for the Wii U uh, mm-hmm. because, Ben, we have to make a town, and we have to stream from it all the time. Yes. Just that like would a 24-hour cool. stream. But hey, <laughs> Nintendo. Nintendo, next time you make an Animal Crossing game, which lets you customize your town, make sure you can remove the fucking rocks. Or move them at least. These things are annoying. Mm. I can't customize all of my floors. Also, uh, this, uh, the the running on grass gets rid of grass idea is stupid. Please it stop. It is stupid. Then yeah. you want to take it at a nice, slow pace. Uh, but then the other big news from this direct is the speaking of Animal Crossing, that DLC for Mario Kart got pushed up. April twenty third comes out in America with twenty or not twenty. You wish it was twenty. It's two hundred CC. 
200 cc just looks like it's mario party mario party mario kart on crack uh f-zero yeah a lot of people are saying it's just straight up f-zero at this point especially with the mute city track (laughs) yeah that's true now we know why they put in a mute city track though that that does make a lot of sense in retrospect doesn't it Mm -hmm. uh square enix project ckp can't kill progress it was this weird experiment with uh trying to eventually reveal what was deus ex mankind divided <laughs> trying uh, i mean rachel we were seeing it when it was going live and we're like what what is this it's like what the what am i even watching and this guy going basically hello hello like hello, ph- i'm russian but i speak english all the time yo yo five nights at freddy's phone guy what are you doing here What's going on? You're in a chair. I don't know what's happening here. It it got weird. Yeah. And it's all part of this, you know, augmented reality game that they try to stretch out across multiple platforms. And then the Russian site leaked it, and well, that happened. Call of Duty Black Ops was trying to do the same thing with Black Ops Three, with like their Black Ops Two. Uh, sort of one of their social channels had a Snapchat thing in there, and it got weird as well. So like. You're doing this, plus uh, Halo 5 Guardians is doing this thing where they're kind of copying this the serial podcast format. They're getting Keegan-Michael Key to be some sort of person that's interviewing different people. And the whole, like, hunt the truth uh, with Locke and Chief, and Chief's a traitor. But Chief's trying to do his own good thing, and he's on his own event. Like, uh, these companies, I think, are trying to do a little too much for their britches. Yeah. Yeah. Some games got delayed, though. I'll talk about Zelda Wii U getting delayed, because I want that right now. Please? Why are you delaying the game? Don't make it so that it has to release on a new console. Well, they've apparently <laughs> discovered so new things that they want to make it even better. And they... You know, uh, I'm actually kind of okay with it being delayed. Simply because I agree with Miyamoto's... Uh, I think it was Miyamoto. Yeah, his, so. his philosophy on, like, a delayed game will come out eventually, but a bad game's bad forever. Sure. And, that, and that, um, that's fair. I mean, game delays have never been a bad thing for the end result of the game. Yeah. I mean, Last of Us is an example. And I know, Joe, you have certain thoughts on The Last of Us, but that game got delayed an extra little bit, and it made the difference between it being a good game and the all-time great that it is. Mm-hmm. Delaying games is if they if they feel like they can do more. I personally don't think that release dates should be announced until the game is done. Oh, God, yeah. uh, In my opinion. Uh-huh. But that's just me. And I know why that that can't be done because I mean there's there's a lot of marketing that has to go behind that and it's better God, to have a date culture. And but at the same time, like this kind of thing could be avoided if we just didn't announce uh, release dates till the game was finished. Mm-hmm. I want a big company to just do what Beyonce did, just suddenly like, yeah, this game's out right now. And that album was really successful. And every other artist was like, fuck, I gotta push mine back. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a mess. Like she screwed over a lot of people. It was a tidal wave, yeah. It was amazing. You know, Uncharted Four is the same thing where that's been delayed and that's not, you know, a surprise really, uh, because of all the different things that, that game has gone through in its pre production with you know, losing the writer, one of the stars, you know, going. I mean, that That is not surprising. Again, they'll make it a great game. It's Naughty Dog. They know how to make the most of that delay. The thing about Zelda, yeah, fine. Delay the game. Make it the best it can be. But to skip E3 and not even show it there, 
Yeah, that's a little bit. Like, that's a little bit. Not even to see what progress is coming along. You don't even want to drop the hint like what the name might be. We're still going to call it The Legend of Zelda for Wii U. If it's like Super Smash Brothers, that's the final title. I swear to God, Nintendo. Fucking stop it right now. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, games get delayed, it happens, especially, it seems, you know, happened more and more recently, but a game that did announce its release date as September 1st, we talked about it earlier, the Metal Gear Solid Five Phantom Pain release date in the first day of September, a little later than people were expecting, finished up Kojima. I didn't learn that from, like, Konami or anything, or, like, Twitter or anything like that, I learned it because my old roommate Wolfgang, who is a very big Metal Gear Solid fan, he just started texting me for like an hour. I didn't respond to any of these and found them later, <laughs> but it was like 50 texts about how Phantom Pain finally had a release date, and <laughs> he was super psyched. So the story behind that and why it was, it was, it was great, IGN had the exclusive all lined up. They had done an interview with Hideo Kojima, and, you know, mixing it all together in this video that Hideo Kojima has special news for you. And it'll be out on this date at this time. We have the exclusive. Get ready for it. About a day early, IGN Italy accidentally leaks the video. Oh, <laughs> Everywhere is reporting on it. But IGN can't because they have that deal in place. And so when they eventually come out with that video, okay, we see it in English, but it's old news now. So poor IGN. That's what happens when you try to advertise those things and they fall on your face. Uh, We talked about VR earlier and hopefully Nintendo doesn't go that route, but uh, at GDC, because again... That happened a little while ago, and there's a lot to catch up on. GDC, uh, Valve is partnering with HTC to make the HTC Vive, which is planned to be out at the end of the year. It's going to be the Steam VR headset. But you know know what Valve should be making? A fucking game! (laughs) No, not even Half-Life 3. A game! Make a video game! I think they (laughs) confirmed Source 2 is a thing. But but what if they put Half-Life 3 onto the VR? They could. They are exploring the possibilities of Half-Life on VR. Ben and I were were talking about that, uh, about this last night. Uh, Nerdbot, again, uh, I keep bringing him up. He was tweeting about how, like, he was looking at the Steam machines and how much they cost because they are a ridiculous amount of money. Oh, way too much, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And saying, like, you might as well just buy a computer at this point. Mm -hmm. Just buy a PC. He was talking about how, like, he can't believe that Valve's been... They haven't been making games because they've been focusing on that. And this is another thing where, like, Valve, come on, guys. You're supposed Mate. to be the good ones. You're supposed I to be one you, of us. I know you have the money to do both at the same time. Make a video game. Wait, mm-hmm. When did Dota 2 come out? Oh, gosh. Uh, like, a couple years ago? Uh, it came out on July 9th, 2013. Almost two years ago. Yeah. Very close. Wow. Jesus Christ. They haven't even announced plans for another game. The game before that was... Probably uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. That's right. I, yep. I forgot I that it happened. So, guys, it's been almost two years since you last released a game. Make a video game. Uh, but also on the VR front, you have Project Morpheus for Sony, which is still not the, the final name, obviously, but they're saying... Then the first half of 2016 will it be available for the public consumption. And so far, a lot of people reporting on it seem to be like, that's right now the front runner. 
as far as comfort, as far as feel, uh, you know, the game backing that can be done. So I'd expect quite a bit of that at E3. Uh, so that'll be interesting. But speaking of E3, Bethesda is going to have an E3 conference this year. Ooh. And that is weird and different. You I know what? That's if... all going to be an apology for the last online MMO they tried to make. <laughs> that... That's exactly what it's going to be. Oh, that'll be, I think, what, June 9th is when Elder Scrolls Online comes out to consoles. That'll be, like, just uh, after that comes no, out. No, they've, they've already apologized for it. Uh, I think they announced at some point that they're going to give it the Final Fantasy fourteen treatment. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. fourteen came out and it was awful and everybody hated it, so Square was like, "All right, yeah, forget that happened. Here's the good version." Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I, think they... I mean, I had a I had an email recently giving me free access again to the Elder Scrolls Online during a weekend, and they're like, "Hey, come play the game. It's a welcome back weekend, and you can have adventures." I'm sorry, we haven't made this game. We suck. <laughs> That's what it should say. Sorry, but no. <laughs> You're the only person that can save us from our problems. Me and the 5,000 guys that are waiting behind me in line to do this quest. Right. It doesn't work as an MMO. Stop it. So this is going to be on the Sunday, like the day before all the big press conferences. So June 14th. Uh, you got to think it, it's Fallout 4 or bust. Uh, well, the big problem with, unless they figured out, because there are a lot of legal issues that have been stopping them from making Fallout 4 for all these years, um, because I guess the original developers of Fallout 1 and 2, Bethesda was kind of shitty with the deal, or mm. like their publisher was or something. I don't know the details, I just know that there were legal issues with the original studio. Um, if they got those all sorted out, what else are they going to be announcing? Do Another Elder Scrolls game? Fucking, I'd be cool with the new Elder Scrolls yeah, I mean, yeah, Probably but, more than Fallout. But I don't, I don't feel like that's what's going to happen, is the thing. I would assume Skyrim's still making money, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Probably, and, actually, because it is still a good game. Yeah, I don't think it's going to yeah. be a mainline Elder Scrolls. I think it's Fallout 4 is going to be the big one, and I think they'll have Doom, because there was a recent game that had Doom beta, right? Pretty sure there was. So they'll probably have a, a, you know, more concrete details for the final version ready for that. They'll probably keep talking about Elder Scrolls online. But yeah. you don't announce a conference if you don't have a megaton like Fallout 4. Yeah, I feel well, like... I think the... you make a new Home Alone game. <laughs> and, yeah. like, that's new my... New Home Alone game is the biggest thing this year. That's Oh, my God, I, I would play it. Um, that <laughs> That's what really that's what really makes me think this is... Pro- they probably got those legal issues all worked out and such is because why else would they do something that they don't usually do mm-hmm. uh, unless they, like you said, they had a really big announcement and that's, at this point, kind of got to be Fallout 4. Right. So with Show Me Your News coming back, I mean... E3 is going to be upon us. Get ready. We're, we're making those yes or no questions. That contest is happening. That podcast call is going to be happening. Stay tuned. You're going to tell us yes or no. That's right. So get hype. So this is the part of the show that would really go quite quickly, and we are going to make it very quickly right now. But after a couple months, there's a lot of games we've been playing. There's a lot of games that are out recently, and we're going to wrap up the show with the YouTube video recommendations. So... Just for almost a list's sake, because Joe and Ben have another show where you can hear them talk about the games that they've been playing in a more detailed fashion. That's called Read the Manual, part of the SMYN network there. Ben, really quick, what have you been playing? I played and beat Super Mario 64 in about a week or two. Nice. I had never never beaten that game in my life. My cousin owned it. I 
got to play it when I visited him when I was a little kid, and I sucked. <laughs> but I have like a, an adapter for a 64 controller to USB, and I got all the settings all nice to, to feel just like the real thing. Perfect. A lot of fun. And then uh, my friend messaged me the other day saying, hey, do you want to play Heroes of the Storm? It's Blizzard's new MOBA. I'm like, is it free? He's like, yeah, it's free, but it's in closed beta. But I have four beta keys, and then our friend Andrew has four beta keys, and they don't nice. really know who to give them to. <laughs> so I've been playing, been playing some of that. Maybe give them away on podcast. We do something with our Twitter, at yeah, Show Your News. That'd be interesting. Joe, what are Dova you playing? Dova plays MOBA. <laughs> Dova plays MOBA. But what has Dova been playing? I have been playing uh, Final Fantasy XIII because Ben got me into that. Because uh, Ben was playing, but then his USB controller broke, and <laughs> he can't play Final Fantasy Thirteen until he uh, gets what. Well, and if you were listening to, I don't remember if it was on QRT or whatever, uh, but you ordered one and <laughs> then got a, a PS4 controller. Oh, that's yep. right. Yeah. So I kept oh, yeah. it and saved saved thirty bucks. Yeah. And this wasn't like he ordered a PS4 controller. He accidentally. Amazon sent him a PS4 controller instead of the Logitech controller that he that he ordered, so that's cool. Uh, but he was playing on the PC. I'm playing on uh, PS3. Um, I'm not. I'm nowhere in the game. So yeah, my platinum reward was Mario Golf, and that game is pretty fun. Not gonna lie. World Tour on 3DS. Yep. I'm a fan so far. Uh, I wish I could play as a Mario character in the story mode. That is a thing, but. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Harmonite is meh. Uh, Harmonite is really just short and simple. It's it's a very meh game. I was very disappointed in Harmonite. Last night I streamed two episodes of Telltale's Jurassic Park: The Game. It's not very good, <laughs> and I think it's it's been a very fun stream, and I do want to finish. And I'm glad that I got five episodes of this episodic Telltale game for a dollar, um, yeah. because that's what it's worth. And I remember now why nobody remembers that it's a thing, because we all collectively blocked it out of our memories. <laughs> and the last one, Persona Q. Persona Q is a lot of fun. Uh, I really, really like it, uh, and I really like the... I can see why some people will be turned off by the, the drawing-your-own-map thing. And yeah, they do have the automated things, but still, that's... You know, it's a little bit a little bit tedious to some people. I eat that shit up. I love that. I love this game so far. I'm in the second labyrinth, which, if you've played Persona 4, is a good amount of fan service for you. Um, It's fucking great. Uh, The theme of this this labyrinth. And, yeah, I am enjoying it immensely, but I'm also nowhere in it. Rachel, Rachel, what have you been playing? As always, The Binding of Isaac. I never seem to get away from that game. Um, I've also got my new addiction, Animal Crossing New Leaf, and I've not been playing any of it at all whilst we've been recording this podcast whatsoever. <laughs> I have not been catching any bugs or sharks. It's okay, I've been cross-stitching a squirtle. Yours is probably a little bit more productive than mine. <laughs> um, I got into the Zero Escape series because Sweeney has very kindly given me a couple of games whilst also giving me the new 3DS because he has too much money and for some strange reason he wants to spend it on me. It makes me feel very guilty. Got to play the nine hours, nine persons, nine doors, and my mind was blown, and I'm currently playing through Virtue's Last Reward. Those are seriously good games. Seriously, seriously good. One day I'll um, play Virtue's Last Reward. One day. You really should. It's really cool. I, and I have to. 
<laughs> and they still have somebody wearing hardly any clothes with massive boobs, so that works. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. It has to be there. Yeah. Um, I played some Fire Emblem Awakening. That was super fun. I put off playing that a little while, and then I was like, shit, I'm selling all of my English stuff. I better play this before I sell it. And I did, and it was really fun. And I'm going to have to get it on the US version, most, mm. most definitely. Been a little while, but I did play some World of Warcraft in the last couple months. The Warlords of Draenor, because reasons. And I didn't even do new stuff. I went back and did old shit. I don't know why. I was just like, I want to play the game. You know what? I'm not going to do anything with the latest expansion. I'm going to go back to like the original stuff. Why? I don't even know. Mario Kart 7. I haven't played any Mario Kart pl- past Double Dash until this one, so thank you very much, Peter, for buying that for me as well. Oh, no, that's the, I didn't buy it. That's the platinum reward. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, because oh, a, a lot of them, it's just like, I have so many of these, so I'll just gift it. Oh, thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. So I thought you bought it, but okay. That still works. It's very nice. Oh, I mean, I totally bought it with my, <laughs> my hard-earned money. I, he not only bought it, he bought it at double price. I bought it in coins. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to earn my favor here for something. <laughs> and also with streaming, I streamed a couple games recently. One of them was The Legend of Zelda a Link to the Past. That was fun. And very rageworthy when I got to that damn worm boy. I can't even remember what his name is now. The one that always knocks you off. Moldorm. Moldorm. Mm. He's a pain in the ass, and I went a little bit too nuts as soon as I killed him, because I think it took me a good 20 minutes. Hmm. He kept knocking me off. No fun. And I've also gone back to the DOS games, because I played some King's Quest V recently. <laughs> yeah. I very recently discovered good old games, GOG.com, oh and I'm God. like, this is better than any Steam sale I could ever find. I so have sorry. given them so much money. <laughs> <laughs> They they have stuff like Roller Coaster Tycoon, and I want that so bad. That is just that is the biggest time waster you could have, but it's just so much fun. And that's pretty much everything I've been playing over the last couple of months. So sorry, my list is so long. Uh, mine isn't as long, but it has Binding of Isaac Rebirth as well. That's so good to yeah. play on Vita. It's just perfect to watch TV and play that at the same time. Persona Four Arena and Persona Four Arena Ultimax put that Ultimax. story on auto mode. Don't deal with the fighting system that I do not like, but... Quick question. Yes. Uh, is Ultimax's story a continuation of the first game, or is it its own separate story? Direct continuation of the first game. Okay, good. So it's, it's, it's really good. It is, it is really good. Uh, yeah, worth it for the story, for sure. Uh, I just, I'm just i not a fan of the fighting system, but you can put it on auto mode. So what you should do, buy Arena Ultimax, the second game... And then as DLC for $10, you can play the arena story in Ultimax. That's what you do. Nice. Uh, Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo 64. Because I found it, and I bought it, and it feels good to play it on a real N64. So, yeah. Uh, Beat Sonic Adventure 2 HD again, but this time on Steam. Because we're trying, you know, testing out recording PC games and all, because we're... Looking to deliver more content to you in a variety of ways. I played MLB 15 The Show a few times. Uh, I streamed it once on our new SMYN Network Twitch account. Nobody showed up because who cares about baseball except me? No, nobody seems to show up to a lot of our streams. Nobody showed up to mine either. 
No. People so. showed up to mine, but that's probably just because I have something you guys don't have. You have two of those things. Charisma? <laughs> Double charisma. Oh. Double charisma. Um, oh. I'm a beacon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played episode two of Life is Strange. That's a really good series, especially if you like Telltale games. So back to that. do play that, though. Something happens at the end of that episode where you don't have the rewind power, and I fucked up. So, mm-hmm. damn. So I'll have to live with that choice. Uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is another game that I played, and I beat that, got credits to roll, and then it's like episode two. It's like the first bit, but the rolls are switched, so you're Toadette. And you Woo. get to save Captain Toad. I'm like, that's okay. I got the gist of this. And I have a Super Mario 3D World save file, so you get some you know maps from that game that you get to explore as Captain Toad. And if you have Toad Amiibo, it adds a whole bit of other things. So really good value overall for a $40 game. So enjoyed that. There are games that are out recently, so gosh, real quickly. Evolve, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask 3D, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, The Order 1886, Resident Evil Revelations 2, Five Nights at Freddy's 3, Hotline Miami 2, Wrong Number, Ori and the Blind Forest, Codename Steam, Battlefield Hardline, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD, Mario Party 10, Bloodborne, MLB 15 The Show, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. Some of the, the more notable ones there, of course, you know, more games than that because it's been two months. Uh, any of those stand out as something to, worthy of mentioning? Uh, I want to play Typo. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's 3 looks interesting and is apparently also super fucking hard. Wouldn't it be hilarious if this had, if Five Nights at Freddy's 2 and 3 had been on this list because that could have been a real possibility. <laughs> and... Yeah, I have uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. I'm looking forward to playing that. I'll, I'll probably stream that on our, our channel. A lot of people are into Bloodborne. That's not my thing, though. I would play Bloodborne, but I don't have I... it. So I would, break, I would like to get break. that when I get over to America. Okay. I can't play Bloodborne. I, that moment, ah. that will not end well. Ask Ben. Ben, should I play Bloodborne? Yeah. Wait, no, what? No! <laughs> It'll be no. funny. You totally should. Funny I've thought about that. We're getting it. I got to play a little bit of the Majora's Mask 3D. At first, really liked it, and then I never really felt compelled to play the rest of it, so I feel kind of sad. Then the I Order 1886 just uh, did not end well critically. Yeah, that game was apparently very disappointing. <sighs> I don't care about Codename Steam. I'm, I, I'll still play it. Who does? <laughs> I want to play it! What's wrong with you guys? Uh, I don't know, it just didn't It didn't look interesting to me. Yeah. Like, I can see why, because I know... Uh, I know Dark was Dark was very uh, interested in it. Zero was very interested in the game. Obviously, you are. So I mean, it, it's got yeah. I mean, it's got people. I I just personally am not. I don't know what it was about it. I'm just not interested. It's also cool they got Xenoblade Chronicles 3D on the new 3DS, but looks like some of the graphic hits that they had to take to make that happen. I, mean, I guess good to have it on a portable system, but the Wii version is probably still the best version. I don't know. A lot of critics are calling the the new 3DS version the definitive version of of Xenoblade. Interesting. So I'm not I'm not sure. I want to play uh, Xenoblade very badly. 
Um, but now it looks like my two choices are either pay an ungodly amount of money for a used copy on the Wii or pay an ungodly amount of money for a new 3DS to buy <laughs> choices. Uh, choices. And Evolve, man, that's a game that did not have legs just oh my God. You know, lasting <laughs> long at all. Like, like Titanfall, in a way. So stopped. much hype behind it, and then just... I stopped hearing about Evolve after, like, a day. Yeah. A lot of games, uh, games still coming out, but basically, yeah, it's, it's happening. Uh, let's wrap things up with our YouTube video recommendations. I'm still hooked on that Persona 5 trailer. Good lord. Cat. What a trailer. Cat. I, yeah, Morgana the cat. I, I can't wait. Bring on that game. I discovered a pretty fun YouTube video recently, which is something called Welcome to Fanfiction.net and Wattpad. And it's an explanation of how people do things on Fanfiction.net and Wattpad, where they're making all their own stories. Wattpad being slightly different because you can put down who your ideal cast would be for your book if it ever gets made into a movie. I think the best part of that video was 8 minutes 29 in. And they're actually reading some fun facts, and one of them is One Direction Goes One Direction Towards My Vagina. <laughs> As written by a 14 year old. Perfect. <laughs> That's Anyways. like, that reminds me of the Ashton Kutcher story where Ashton Kutcher takes her to prom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that one's great. <laughs> I don't know, does that anything ever beat uh, My Immortal? Nothing can beat My no. Immortal. My Immortal has the room levels of bad fanfiction. Exactly. Mine is actually a series that is still going. Poor, poor man. Uh, PBG has a second channel called PBG Gameplay uh, where he puts up right now he's doing Minecraft Hardcore, a new season of that. He's also doing uh, a Nuzlocke of Omega Ruby that somehow he's made it past Pro Jared. <laughs> Even though he has no idea how any Pokemon work. He doesn't, he doesn't know. He has no idea. Wow. Ben can vouch for we, this. He's watched some episodes. We keep shouting at him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't He doesn't know how Pokemon works. And he... Pro Jared did his uh, Nuzlocke of Alpha Sapphire and lost at Winona to her, uh, to her Altaria. PBG just beat Winona. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> um, That's peanut butter gamer. His fucking yeah. ace in the hole. He, he had a Shedinja, which would have been a, a guaranteed win against it. And then he kept putting it out to level it up. And we kept screaming like, you don't need to do that. That's amazing that he has a Shedinja to begin with. He got it because the chat, the comments kept yelling at him to make sure that when his ninja is uh, Ninkata evolved. Yeah. Uh, the series that you should look into is called uh, Mario 64 Hacked. I don't know if you've heard of Mario 64 Chaos Edition, yep. but it is oh boy. not fun. It is a hacked version of a Mario 64 ROM that uh, adds a random effect every few minutes or every few seconds and just basically makes the game super hard. And PBG has been doing a Let's Play of it, and he's one star away from fighting Bowser for the second time. That is after his latest episode was, I think, 20-something. Because every episode starts out the same, with him saying, all right, so we're going to do something that theoretically should not be that hard, and then he spends, yeah, part 20. He spends 20 minutes trying to do the super easy star, because the game is really mean like it's it's like malicious at times 
So definitely check that out. And I feel sorry for PVG because there are times where it just it doesn't seem like he's having fun anymore. He's just angry and upset and sad. Yeah, watching him play the Chaos Edition is kind of amusing. It's great. My video is called Bustin'. And it is a video that recently came out by uh, Neil Ciceriga, who many people know for his online ventures. Uh, I believe it's the first big thing he's put out since his second Shrek album. (laughs) But it's a little edit of the Ray Parker Jr. song of the Ghostbusters theme song. Bustin' makes me feel good. Yeah, and it's a lot (laughs) of fun. I don't don't have a whole lot to say about it. I don't want to ruin anything. Just Go and watch Bustin'. Sit back and enjoy. All right. Lots in our future here on Show Me Your News and on the Show Me Your News network at showmeyournews.com. Uh, yeah, our big thing that we have starting is that Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash SMYN network where for the last week or so we've been playing every day. Games yeah, we've we so. lasted a whole week. There's been a stream every day consistently. So give that a follow because we'll have different hosts from across the network on that. I think we're going to try to make this and the Question Me Roundtable alternate weeks. So here we'll be talking about the latest game news and over on the Question Me Roundtable we'll talk about anything else. Nothing is off limits on that show. But hopefully, I mean, yeah, there's a lot to catch up on. So this is a little rusty, but hopefully when we refine this format, it'll be something that you enjoy listening to both here in the audio format and on YouTube. At yeah. Show Me Your News. So, with that, we're going to wrap up the show. With that, I'm Peter. I'm Rachel. I'm Joe. And I'm Ben. We're out. We'll see ya. Find out more about this show and other podcasts at the Show Me Your News Network, where you can embrace your inner nerd over at showmeyournews.com. Fans can interact with other sminjas at the friendliest community on the net at showmeyournews.com slash forum. Show me the news! I don't know, my only, my only uh, experience with Marie is now from Persona Q, because she's in it. And oh boy. I she's like going. Marie. I do too. So far, I'm a fan of Marie. Yep. <laughs> Just out of my interactions with her in Q. Oh, she's great. We like Marie. I got that. Gosh, uh, so are, all, are all of you going to be abusing Marie with your dicks? Not that far. I I already have a wife in persona, Rachel. Okay. Thanks. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you Her do have a wife. Yukiko Amaki. <laughs> And she gets the D from Doba. That mm. she gets the D, the Doba D, every night. She's like the the stereotypical Sundere character, yeah. which is basically like you know very standoffish and like kind of blunt in a way that it's kind of cute and endearing. It's and then like so when I'll she's like just, when, she, when she's all I'll just shy. Just agree with you, sad people, and walk away. Okay. Not that I've ever fancied men in anime. <laughs> But have you ever fancied Sundare men in anime? Can men be Sundare? Men can beat Sundare. I don't know. I like Vegeta. I wonder. Vegeta's pretty fucking Sundare. He he is. (laughs) (laughs) If you think about it, he really is. A little bit. (laughs) Holy shit, I've never thought of it that way. And now I never can.
So like the moments <laughs> when so that the moments when he's vulnerable are even more so like more. And he cries. cries like but a like, bitch. it's not like he's Sundar to like his actual wife or anything. He's Sundar to Goku and absolutely nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> Kakarot. Feel my buns. 